let's talk about sex. Welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio, Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris. But today it's just Dr. Corey Allen, because what we're doing today is a look back in time. We are spinning one episode due to schedules and snafus going on with your hosts. So we're going to give you something from the archive. And what it is, is it's our best show to date, according to you, the listener, by the number of downloads. This is the most downloaded show by far, simply entitled Tips to Initiating Sex. So apparently, the whole idea of how do I initiate sex, how do I make my sex better, is important to people. Thus, Sexy Marriage Radio, where we have real conversations about marriage and relationships and sex and believe that married sex is indeed the best sex. So what I invite you to do with this episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is to sit back, relax, and enjoy a look back at one of our episodes, which was actually number four. And if you like what you hear, please jump on, leave a comment at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com and jump on iTunes or any other way that you may listen to us. And we thank you for listening to us and we thank you for your comment and your feedback. So here we go again with episode four and tips to initiating sex. Last time... We were together. We were talking about should you initiate sex or should you just ask for it? And I and I kind of got the sense, Gina. Tell me, if, tell me if I'm off on this. I kind of got the sense that as uh, it was a good topic to start with, but we kind of got off base or or went all over the place with it. I guess. Yeah, I think we just didn't leave the how. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those how the gurus in the self development field say. Share the uh, what and the why, but not the how. Okay. <laughs> and that, that's a good assessment of it because I think that that's, we, we got to talking all around it and kind of got theoretical, if you will, and didn't get into I, the practical. I know that's all that, uh, that's all that PhD you got going on. Yeah. Right? Sometimes I get into the philosophy and <laughs> okay. that's, that's been the interesting thing in, in my uh, writing career. Just a little detour real quick is I've, I've never <laughs> seen myself as a writer. And when I started Simple Marriage three years ago, one of my hardest things to do was to get out of academia world and into writing world, which is just yeah. in blog world, especially, which is different. And so my wife would constantly and when she was my she's my editor pretty much. And she would always don't use this word. I have no idea what it means. So no one else is going to know either. <laughs> so like, oh, OK. So I've had to really kind of work to get down out of the clouds, I guess you could say. Not that that's a higher I'm not even going to go down that road. So, but that's a so good point. So this week, so this week we're making Dr. Corey be the uh, the um, how to seduce your wife expert. Uh oh, here we go. <laughs> and and realize that uh, I fail at times when, when <laughs> it comes when it comes to yeah a little disclaimer that I, I fail when it comes to seducing my wife sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for the record, number one, Corey and I, you picked up on we're not married to each other. Correct. And number two, even though we're really passionate about having these sizzling sexy marriages, <laughs> I can speak for the Paris household. Uh, the sailor and I are not swinging from the chandeliers uh, <laughs> 24 <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. That's it. so disclaimer over. So yeah, we're all in this together. We're just growing, and um, we've overcome enough, though, that I think it's worth 
it's worth sharing. And it, I, I know my marriage is, is what I'm the most proud of and, and what I most would love to reproduce in the world, the kind of respect and love and affection that we have. Abs- so. Absolutely. And I think it's worth noting because I would be in the same boat as far as have totally enjoyed the last 10 years of my marriage. And it's been one that just uh, the amount of growth and life we have been able to create together has been tremendous. And so I, I guess the encouragement is to stick with it to wherever you are in your journey uh, with your marriage, because it does get better. I mean, I think research proves that out and our lives have proved, proven that out too, is that it gets better the, the further you get into it. So, yeah. So I probably our listeners come to the, to the podcast with the same question that we get so often in our emails uh, it both at your simple marriage and at my winning at romance, it, people want to know, is there hope for us? Yeah. And we say, absolutely. So if we go back to this issue about um, sex and initiating and asking, you know, we, we're saying, go for it. Absolutely. And, and one point that I just briefly touched on last time and didn't expand that maybe we should start with is the whole idea of um, sex has a lot of different meanings attached to it. Exactly. Because as humans, we have the ability to create meaning of everything we do in our life. And yeah. to some people, you know, some a, a simple aspect of your life could have a tremendous meaning where someone else is looking at it going, God, that's just such a little small thing. But sex is the same kind of process in the sense that every time you have sex with your spouse, it can mean something different, it seems. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could sure. just be, I'm just looking for a quickie because I want the uh, physical release. Mm-hmm. And then it could also be, I want a long, drawn-out, romantic interlude that takes hours upon end to unfold. Mm-hmm. And and so some of the best things you can do on a personal level is, in, in my opinion, whenever you are interested in sex, get a real good idea of what it is you're interested in with the sex. Is it the connection? Is it the release? Is it, you know, what what, what is it you're seeking? Because when you let your spouse in on that, that really might in- increase the likelihood they're going to be on board or not. Because it could be, hey, honey, I'm looking for something just real quick. And she's like, okay, I can spare that. But if I came to her and said, hey, honey, I want the whole evening, she'd be like, no, I got too much other things to do. You know, So that way she kind of knows where I'm coming from. Yeah, and that requires communication. And it's always... A little bit disheartening to realize a lot of couples don't they have sex they raise kids together they have their careers finances together they don't even talk about their intimate life so that means having an understanding and the ability to communicate about it so that's a great idea when you're knowing what you want if it helps you and it's kind of special in your relationship have code words for what stuff means absolutely absolutely and one of one of my favorite things because it's you talk about the idea of communication and, and one of the foundational beliefs I have is that in marriage, you cannot not communicate. Exactly. Everything you do communicates and you know, so you don't have to speak a word. And one of the families I worked with, they had lots of little kids and they were trying to figure out how they could get uh, sex to happen a little more in their life. And so they came up with the code, but it, what it was for them is in their kitchen, in the middle of their house, they put a big candle and whenever one of them was interested in sex, they would go over and light the candle. And so whenever their spouse came in and saw the candle, they knew, oh, okay, so maybe we'll try to work out some time or not. And one of the 
they came up with that idea and then we went a couple of weeks before I saw them again and I asked how it was going and they said that it had improved some things. I mean, it, it really kind of helped cut through some of the chase, if you will, to where they could clearly communicate what they were wanting. But then they told a funny part of it too, because at one point they had just had a really hectic day and what they had discovered is he enjoyed sex because it was, it was the tension release for him. It was a way to relax and unwind. For her, it was the exact opposite. Exactly. You know, so when, when things got really tense in the, just the daily life, sex was the furthest thing from her mind. And so the funny story they told, though, is they were getting home, unloading some groceries, and, you know, the kids were going crazy. Because I think, that if I remember right, they had like four children, and they were all under the age of like nine. So they were, you know, a busy, busy house. And so he walked over after they had put the groceries up and lit the candle, and she walked right behind him and blew it right out. <laughs> <laughs> and just and just a real clear sign of no no not, not, not happening but it was a way for them to kind of make it kind of lighter oh, that's good and, and so I, they wouldn't have you know they came up with that by just talking like you were talking sure about. yeah i could see and then i could see having like several candles and and one if they represent if all five candles are lit man we want a five-star experience <laughs> that's the swinging from the chandeliers that you're talking that's about. right that's that's good. So that's a good start. Having a past a a method of communicating what is meaning to you, what what you desire, and I think we have to get over that that hurt feeling and and the rejection that sometimes accompanies this fear of reaching out. Right, and, and so rejected. so a good tip to do is have this conversation whenever you're not initiating sex or have just been turned down with sex, because it seems like that's when we want to talk about it. You know, yeah. I'll initiate, my wife rejects, and I'm, well, how come, let's talk about this. How come, and you know, neither of us are in a state to right. talk that's, about that. That's not, yeah. So go to dinner or go to lunch, even better, because lunch okay. typically is a little less tense, it seems, yeah. if, if you both work or if you both get a chance to get together at lunch with your schedule. And just have a quick conversation because you're not on the subject, but you can bring it up and you're likely going to be less defensive on each side. And maybe you can yeah. maybe you can create some plans of how 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 can this work best and and how can we communicate it and what 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 fits our lifestyle and our characteristics and strengths. You know that wouldn't be a bad time to ask. Also, what how it, how do you like to be approached? You know, if we're sitting here saying, "Well, what's initiation mean to you?" or "What's it mean?" How how do you like to be exactly? Wooed? Exactly, because it seems like a lot as as a male. I think when I think of initiation, I think <laughs> I think of grabbing the bull by the horns, you know, and just going right after it. But yeah. my wife thinks of initiation as real subtle, you know, walk by with a little brush on the shoulder, you know, of of her shoulder or her breast or something, and it's just kind of mm -hmm. a real subtle, hey, you know, I'm. I'm intrigued or I'm interested. And, and to her, that's a, that's a huge co overt sign. And I see it as, come on, that's not enough. You know, give, give me more or whatever. And, and that's, that's some of the stuff that you're talking about. It's just those are the conversations that can help clear away some of those layers of hurt and resentment that have maybe built up. And then you start noticing those more. Sure. And you, cause you mentioned. I, you would think I, after 21 years here, I, that kind of action still gets a, a smile from from my husband is something like uh, he would flat out say, "Are you coming on to me?" Right. 
<laughs> he just doesn't want any. No game plan. <laughs> that's right. Are you coming on? Well, to me? and that's and that's a good thing too because it can be this whole. No, that was just I lost my balance and I <laughs> fell into you. Or, you know, it can be. Yeah, I am. And then you kind of get some chance for that mind, you know, the, the, the organ between your ears to really get going. And yes, and of course he asked that many times when that was the farthest thing from my mind. So it's always <laughs> cute, too. <laughs> if I'm putting on my running shoes. Right. <laughs> hey, are you coming on to me? Right. Oh, I don't know. Because yeah, I, I guess I could. Well, and there you go, because that's, that's the whole idea of just trying to be more upfront with what's going on because so many things can be left open to interpretation. And oftentimes, anytime we go to interpret something, you know, I'm going to interpret it through my lens and through my filter. And Absolutely. mine could be just sex is all I'm interpreting through. So everything speaks that to me. So she comes home and puts her purse down and that's a sign that, hey, she's interested in and No, it's not at all. She's just tired. She just got home, <laughs> wants to get stuff out of her arm. You know, so it's just getting getting through all the layers of, of just life that we have created together to right. allow for that, those special connections and those special elegant conversations that only you and your spouse know about. I mean, that's that's the beauty of marriage. Yeah, it is a beauty. I'm I'm thinking about people that are listening that I've just really had a hard time connecting on that level. Um, so sometimes it's good to do those things like, like, guys, we want you to know that when we talk about taking the bull by the horns, a lot of times it helps you so much to start earlier in the day. We women take a lot longer to to warm up sometimes, sometimes. Maybe by the time you reach a certain age, there's a sexual awakening. <laughs> but uh, generally, when the kids are little and, and there's all that busyness, it takes a lot more effort. So if you can put the effort out there and not be attached to the outcome, I think we said that last time, but I, I really can't say that enough. about mm -hmm. You know, not being attached to the outcome. If you're going to initiate and take some action and believe for some action, Enjoy the whole process for what it is. Foreplay is a beautiful event in itself. Exactly. And and foreplay is also a language. Absolutely. Uh, the way Dr. Schnarch talks about it is foreplay is the language that determines what happens with sex. That It, it starts to set the stage for what's going to follow and what unfolds. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we rush right through it because we just want it to be done and over with. Sometimes we're a little slower and more involved and more engaged and more present because we want the moment to last. And, you know, and that's the whole idea of, of the meaning that we attach to things is so important because how we make meaning of what happens determines the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you made the comment of I'm going to be the uh, expert on how to get lucky with your wife. Or that's my phrase, I guess, of it. Is, yeah, uh, so, tip, so step one. one. One of the things I think of as, and, and this, so listeners, feel free to disagree if, you, if, you, if you'd like. Speak up in the comments or email, let me know. Um, but one of the things I believe is that men were wired to initiate. Women are wired to be receptive. Now, that, does, that doesn't mean there's not other sides to that and where women can't. But, well, let me rephrase it. Okay, the masculine is wired mm -hmm. to initiate 
and to penetrate the world. And the woman is wired, or the feminine is wired, to be receptive and be opened to the world and to invite the world. And so every creature, every, every human has ma- both masculine and female, feminine in it. That's, sure. that's just part of what we've got. I mean, women out in the world, running a house, all those kinds of things are masculine traits where you go out and you take charge and you conquer. Same side of things are husbands or fathers that stay home and nurture their children. That's more oftentimes associated more with the feminine. And, and men are as much as capable of doing that as a woman is going out and making something in the world. I mean, that's so I think as a man, a large majority of the initiation is going to fall on our shoulders, men, because it usually the testosterone in the body increases the interest in sex increases the hormonal level interest in sex so some of it is on our shoulders to kind of initiate it and one of the best things i think you can do as a man is let her feel your presence in her life throughout the day meaning i mean one of the best things i know to do with my wife and this probably would work with your wife too is if i can do a six to ten second kiss at some point during the day she just melts into that where I'm not groping her, I'm not trying to grab her butt, I'm not doing, I'm just kissing her, just being present and holding her, holding her tight. About the four or five second mark, every time I've I've tried this, she just kind of relaxes. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think that's the feminine relaxing and letting their guard down with the masculine. I mean, I think that that's kind of what's going on. Is is that kind of opens her up to just my presence and to know. Things are okay. I'm safe. You're secure. You know, you're loved. And I think when you do that, that opens your wife up then to inviting you into her presence. Exactly. Which, That's which very is, good. Which is really what sex is, is it's an inviting of each other into our own presences. Presences. I don't know if that's an actual Pre- word. <laughs> yeah. Pres- well, I just blew a real dramatic point I could have made right there. And there you just my bad English. But I think that that's kind of a fundamental process that goes on between male, female. And the same thing can happen with the woman, that the woman can invite the male into her presence by just the way she conducts herself, by the little the little glances, the subtle nuances, all those are that's the feminine being feminine. And if you're masculine, you were. And you're turned on by the feminine. I mean, that that's just the way it is. But the feminine has a tremendous amount of power and a lot of energy. And lots of times I think women are just looking for a, a safe place to let that go, to just be. Well, and, and to be safe all the way around. Well, we have so many messages sometimes. I mean, I know that men have a lot to carry and a a lot of responsibilities, but as women, sometimes I think we have even more messages coming at us all the time about how we're supposed to be, uh, gosh, to be able to do it all, to, to bring home an income, to run the house, to, uh, be sexy, be beautiful. And it's so easy for us to, to feel intimidated and, and when we're not feeling good about ourselves, it, it's easy to just shut down and not feel like there's something to present or something to open up or we just want right. to huddle up and, and protect ourselves. And so to open that up does require reassuring and and yeah. that that strength that we look to in our man to make us feel 
You know, it's not his responsibility to make us feel good about ourselves, but to to reassure that that appeal and that attraction and that that beauty that every woman longs to know she has. Right, and and it's not. I like the idea of it's not the man's I responsibility to make the wife feel good about herself. That's that's mm-hmm. in and of themselves her. You know, that's each person's responsibility is to, is to take care of their own self-worth and self-value. And the more you increase that, the more things get better in life in general. The better are you, better you are as a parent, the better you are as a, as a spouse, a lover, friend, worker, whatever. But as you're talking, what comes to my mind is my, I don't know if I mentioned this with us on our show here or if it's just stuff I've written about, but my scenario at home is that I'm the primary caregiver of the children and my wife has the full-time job that she has worked hard to get where she is and it's just played to our strengths that my job is a lot more flexible and I can schedule things around to be able to still take care of my children and so I go you know carpool and all the different little things with my little ones throughout the day and then my wife is you know high up at a bank and and so she's in the masculine mode all the time because she's got to just get her job done and she's got a lot of stress and, you know, lots of different factors that come with it. And one of the things that I have found that opens her up and allows her to just be a feminine is when she comes home, if I ask her when she gets home, well, what do you want to do for dinner? She can't stand that because that's her having to stay in the masculine but if she comes home and I've cooked, or even if I've gone and just picked something up, but if I've taken care of it, or if I say, hey, here's what we're doing, she literally melts a little bit. I can, just, I can actually see her presence soften when she walks in the door. Because I think it's what you're talking about, Gina. It's that idea of the feminine. Can, she can just then be feminine. Yeah. And, and she can just then be mom or wife or just woman, if you will. And and that's and it's a simple thing of oh, maybe I'm just making sandwiches for the family, but mm-hmm. it's the fact that I've done it and I haven't left it to her because that's that's kind of the masculine in a sense of well you're in charge of things you got to get things done and so it's it is one of those things that as a husband that you can increase the likelihood of the receptiveness of your wife by being present with her. By, by being masculine with her, by, by letting her feel your essence. Yeah, your strength. All of us want a, a guy that's strong, <laughs> that, that makes it exactly safe to relax. Yeah, safe to just be a woman. Right. And, that's, yeah, that's- and, and I think that there, there you go, because the initiation for a woman sometimes, when, we're, when we get back to this idea of is it, oh, is it right. better to ask or is it better just to initiate? Maybe the answer is both at times. Um, I'm going to lean more towards it's better just to initiate. Have a plan. Don't be attached to the outcome of it, but go after what you want. Because at an essence, in, at its core, as a man, that's being masculine. That's going after what I want. And, I, I, of course, I'm going to take into account what she wants and sure. who she is because I want to invite her into that. It's not all about me. That's probably one of the things that tripped us up in our sex life early on in my marriage was it was all about me. And so she finally got to the point where she's like, this is just not working for me because <laughs> I'm not getting anything out of it. And, it. and it took a tremendous amount of growth for me to realize, OK, I need to up my game and become yeah. a better student of her and me and then just let things unfold rather than 
go after just, well, I'm just going for a release. And, <laughs> and that's kind of what it had evolved to. And of course, you know, if it's all about, if it's just one way, no one's going to be into that typically for long. See, and that's just the benefit of staying part of the beauty of commitment is, is being there long enough to work that kind of stuff out. Cause yep. There's no way you can convince me that single people are working that kind of stuff out better. Yeah. And that they're all having a great time. Yeah. No, no way. There's so much insecurity out there. And so in a relationship where you have passion, you have fun and you have commitment, you have everything you need, especially if you have faith. You know, we talked about not looking to your partner to be the provider of your self-esteem that really comes from knowing who you are, who you're created to be. And when you know you're created in the image of God, that helps in itself. So there, there's a beauty in that. Absolutely. So. And, and to, and to the, uh, believers that we have in our audience, yeah. another great way to improve sex, pray about it. Yeah. Pray specifically about that aspect of your life. Pray with your spouse about that. Pray, pray as you begin. I mean, it doesn't matter when. Invite God into that aspect of your life. He created it. He, I mean, I, I doubt he ever, you know, looked at, at what we have figured out to do and go and is surprised. <laughs> you know, by, yeah. oh, oh, me, I can't believe they would do that. You know, I, I, I just can't see that happening. I think that's just invite, invite God. And because that, that is also, if you think about it, even non-believers, if you've had some of those ecstasy moments in sex, mm-hmm. I think you get a sense of an otherworldliness, a, 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 a higher being, a, a something beyond just two, two humans. You know, there's yeah. something that's created as, as part of that. And I, to me, that points to God. Yeah, I, I believe that. And there's that sense in there in that in that oneness that it's eternal. It's just, it's just so far. It's not even of this of this uh, planet. Right. So it is, it's, it's supernatural in a way. So yeah, we love that. We, we want that for, for our listeners. Yeah. And so don't, don't run from that. You know, if that's part of who you are, invite that into your world. And if yes. it's not th- fine, I mean, it's not that you have to, it's just the idea of don't, don't avoid that aspect of there can be an otherworldliness, whether you point that to God or not. Right. You know, just recognize the, fa- the, the, the space between that you create. And, mm. and the spirit that you create of the space within that space, because that houses a tremendous amount of energy and a tremendous amount of passion and love and adventure. And I think it's Esther Pearl that in her mating in captivity book talks about the space between you is where eroticism lies. And, mm-hmm. and that's what we're talking about is it's, it's that, it's that intermediate area that you can create just by working it out, by sticking with it. By, by going through the rough times because it does get better. And yeah. what you get to experience is tremendously better after you work. Absolutely. So there's always hope. <laughs> and yes, initiate, initiate, initiate and communicate. Learn to decide what that means for you guys as a couple because every couple is precious and beautiful and as individual as the two people that make it up. Absolutely. Well, and on that note, 
Gina, you got any other last little tips as the, as the woman? Uh, woman, uh, enjoy how beautiful you are. See yourself as beautiful and as a gift to offer to your mates. Absolutely. I love the idea of a, a beauty to unveil or unfold. Absolutely. That it's not something external, but it's something from inside that you get to share. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, until next time, this is Sexy Marriage Radio. We would love to hear from you. So hop on. Let us know what you think. We will see you next time.